the MMA Podcast. Welcome to Pound for Pound, the MMA podcast. I'm your host, Jalen Walker. If you're listening to the podcast via Spotify, Apple Music, or any other streaming platform, please make sure to check us out on YouTube and click that subscribe button. Much appreciated. Um, the UFC returns to the Las Vegas Apex Arena tonight after some incredible fights on Yaz Island and Abu Dhabi. We saw some outstanding bouts, including one of the best individual performances in the UFC coming from Max Holloway. Incredible record-breaking victory uh, for Max over Calvin Cater with him breaking multiple records in striking and other categories. Uh, It was pretty much outstanding, uh, to be honest. Uh, Also, we saw the transition of a top-class Bellator fighter into the UFC with a dynamite knockout over the sixth-ranked Dan Hooker. And to close it all out, Dustin and Diamond Poirier shocked the world and knocked out the notorious Conor McGregor in the second round, proving he's the guy to beat. The UFC has brought out some heavy hitters for the return to the Apex Arena tonight. Headlighting the main card tonight, we have Alistair Overeem taking on Alexander Volkov in a heavyweight match that will for sure aim to please. Other UFC veterans making an appearance on the card tonight are Frankie Egger and Clay Gita. Exciting night for fights on the eve of Super Bowl 55. We'll break it all down and much more. Uh, but first, a word from our sponsors at Manscaped. The official electric trimmer of UFC is Manscaped. Not only are representing uh, sponsorships for podcasts, but they also sponsor multiple UFC stars including Max Holloway, Francis Ngannou, and Sugar Sean O'Malley. Manscaped is changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. The Perfect Package 3.0 includes their premier lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. This ceramic blade and skin-safe technology is designed to reduce nicks and tugs on your fellas down low. Inside the Perfect Package 3.0, you'll get the Crop Preserver deodorant for below the belt, and it's anti-shaving, and it's also moisturizing uh, for your beneficial needs. You'll also find the Crop Reviver Toner, which is an aloe vera-infused cologne for below the belt. For a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and a patent high-performance anti-shaving Manscaped Boxers. Get 20% off, plus free shipping with code pound for pound at Manscaped. Dot com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with code pound for pound at manscape.com. Thank you very much, Manscape. All right, exciting things. Uh, even though we didn't have UFC last week, some uh, we had Knuckle Mania yesterday from Baron Knuckle uh, FC. And as we all know, Paige Van Zandt transitioned from the UFC after she did not resign with them to Bare Knuckle. And um, she she didn't she didn't disappoint. Uh, we'll get into it real quick. Uh, just the the top five. There was a lot of fights in their main card. It was crazy. So we'll just do with the top three. Chris Levin defeats Quentin Henry first round KO. Dat Nguni uh, defeats Johnny Bedford via unanimous decision. And then uh, as we know, Paige Vincent she brought Britton Hart 
uh, as Britton Hart defeated Paige Van Zandt via unanimous decision. Paige uh, put on her social media, humble in victory, humble in defeat. She still got paid like 400000 so she got a nasty black guy, and that's pretty much it. But, yeah, congrats to her. Congrats to a good event for Bare Knuckle. Uh, and I hope to see more things from all their fights literally last like a second. 34 seconds, 1 minute, 28 seconds, 2 minutes, 1 minute, 28 seconds, 1 minute. And then uh, the last two fights were decision. Like, that's crazy. All right. Uh, on to Stephen A. Smith. Uh, caused quite a stir when he tweeted or when he commented. I'm not sure how the comment came out, but it said, I don't want to see women fighting in the octagon again. Many fighters didn't take kindly to that, and they all came in defense towards female athletes in the UFC. Frank Murr had this to say. Yes, I saw what he said about women fighting. Don't tag him. Don't even say his name. He is irrelevant. So don't give him a voice in our sport. Send him back to the NBA to make absurd comments about the other sport he couldn't hack. He couldn't hack it as a competitor. And then Jessica I had this to say. As we know, Jessica I is a, a high contender in the female uh, UFC game. Uh, she said, hey, Steven, I'm not mad at you for your comments. However, I wouldn't expect you to be educated on female fighters slash fighting. I've seen you fall asleep during a live fighting broadcast. Make sure your opinion is educated, especially when you have and able to influence others. Interesting remarks for them. I think Stephen A. was way out of line. Um, I don't think he knew what he was talking about. I think he was just saying a comment. Everyone backlash on him. Hopefully he'll move on from it. But, yeah, he was completely, completely, completely wrong. All right, on to the, the lightweight rankings. Uh, as we can see, after that win, Michael Chandler has gone to uh, – to uh to number fourth in the world so like dan hooker went to eight conor mcgregor went to six and dan hooker is up there at four uh dustin poirier is at one justin gaethje is at two now so interesting interesting uh what they do with the lightweight division i'm very interested to see what's going to happen here soon and moving forward all right uh the ufc released 11 fighters from their roster uh this past week on Thursday, including middleweight Antonio Carlos Jr., um, Peter Barnett, Spike Carly, Anthony Ivey, Jacob, uh, Rise McKee, Carlos Jr., uh, all these other fighters were cut. UFC rosters become inflated lately with the UFC to make even more cuts soon. Yoel Romero was also cut recently with more big names possibly to be cut. All right, on to the fight card for tonight. Starting out, we got Carlos Diego Fiera versus Benil Darish, or Darayush, I believe it is. He's a lightweight. The first time these two met, neither man was particularly refined on the feet. Instead, the two jiu-jitsu aces battled on the mat where Darush wrestled and top control proved significant and smothering the Brazilian for a decision nod. Uh, both these fighters are interesting. Carlos is 17-2. and uh, Benil is 19-4-1. They both had very good attributes uh, in their fighting style. Um, I don't know. Uh, Carlos is a great pressure fighter. Uh, he marches down his opponents. You know, he uses combination. Um, he uses cage positioning uh, to set up takedowns. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, Dariush, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. If I'm not, I apologize. But Dariush, uh, he has kickboxing, and it's come tremendously a long way uh, under the coaching of Rafael Cordero and Kings MMA. 
Um, and everything that comes from the South Pole left side packs major power. So that's going to be a huge takeaway from him. But I think Carlos can hold up, uh, and I think Carlos wins via decision. Now, this next fight, Cody Stratman uh, versus Askar Askar, this fight has been canceled, unfortunately. Askar was not medically cleared, uh, and there's still uh, no news of why and what officially happened. So that fight is canceled. And that's as of, like, early today. Um, Alexandri uh, Pantonia versus Manel Cape at flyweight. It's a good bout. You know, Alexandri's 22-55. Uh, five, uh, all, or sorry, Pinon, uh, Pen, sorry, Pantonia rounds out the top five as the fifth-ranked fighter in the flyweight division. And he's coming up in unanimous decision loss to Askar Asgrove is a different fighter than the last guy I mentioned. Back in July of 2020, he has eight wins by knockout and eight by submission and six by decision. So he has a good record, but he's going up against Manel Cape at 15-4. and four. Cape will look to make a leap into the rankings. Uh, if he gets a, uh, a win here, he could currently uh, be on a three-fight winning streak. Uh, but his last fight back in December uh, of 2019, uh, he looked decent. Uh, he could have done a lot more, but, you know, he did get the victory, so it, it it worked out in his favor. His fighting resume shows that he has nine wins by knockout, five by submission, and one by decision. He also has seven first-round finishes with a combined effort of knockouts and submissions. So it's going to be an interesting fight. <sighs> There's just so many things to take away from this. Both fighters have put up some great performances with their uh, UFC resumes. Um Cape has not faced the same UFC talent that uh, his opponent has, and he would definitely have to take that into uh, to account. Uh, but at the end of it, I think Alexandre will win this via decision. But interesting fight here. We'll have to see what happens in the long run. Uh, but it, it'll probably go to decision, most likely, all three rounds. Now, Michael Johnson versus Clay Guida. Clay Guida has a fight in the Hall of Fame. Um, so... This this is the legendary fighter here. Michael Johns is twenty and sixteen. He's currently on a three fight losing streak. Uh, he knows he's his job's up on the line. He's even said this fight is for my job. If he loses this fight, he's out of the UFC. If he wins it, he hopefully stays. But it has to be very impressive. And against Clay Guida, who is a veteran, he's a much older guy. He has thirty five seven. He's thirty five at seventeen uh, with his career, but. This is his 30th appearance in the Octagon, Clay Gitta. He knows what he's doing, and it's going to be a good fight. That's that's for sure. It's unfortunate for Michael Johnson that this is make or break for him, but this is going to be a good fight, and hopefully we get something from that being it a make or break fight for Michael Johnson. But both these fighters are looking to get back on a winning track. Johnson argu- arguably needs to win more than Gita, but uh, here we go. I think I got Johnson wins via decision. He wants his job, man. He wants to keep his job. All right, now to the co-main event of the night. We have Corey Sanhagen versus Frankie Edgar at bantamweight. Corey Sanhagen, he's 13-2. Sanhagen is currently ranked the second-best fighter in the bantamweight division. He's coming into this matchup with a TKO victory against Marlon Moraes back in October of 2020. He has five wins by knockout, three by submission, and five by decision. He also has the first... Uh, he has he also has five first round finishes with a combination of knockouts and submissions. And Sanhagen looks very much like the future of the bantamweight division. The 28 year old kickboxer has risen to the top of the ranks quickly, defeating several divisional mainstays 
in the process, and he's closing out a title shot, but one more decorated veteran stands in front of him. Opposite Egger, the takedown is the primary threat. Egger is certainly capable on his feet, but Sanhagen's smart lead hand and kick should prove sizable against Egger. Frankie Egger, man, legend. So excited to see him fight. He's 28-1. and one. Egger is currently ranked the fourth best fighter in the bantamweight division. He's coming off a split decision win against Pedro Munoz back in August of 2020. He has seven wins by knockout, four by submission, and 13 by decision. He also has six first-round finishes with a combined effort of knockouts and submissions. Egger has pulled off some strong striking performance over the year, but it seems very unlikely he can handle a lanky and dynamic kickbox like Sanhagen without some takedown assistance. The answer has to score at least a couple takedowns to win, simply because his game flows much better when the takedowns are a credible threat. This is only a three-round fight, and if Egger can steal a couple minutes of top control in the first frame, he likely takes the round, and more importantly, puts a torch of fear into Sanhagen's heart. But, you know, both fighters will look to put on a show in this matchup. You'll get to see a great striking match. Um, I think we're going to see... We're going to see the toughness of a lot of fighters that you can see that they've got from Edgar because he is he is a tough man. But I think he he can't take as much as he used to. So I think Sanhagen wins TKO. Fortunately, I, I love Frankie, but I think Corey Sanhagen is going to outdo him here in the bantamweight division. Now on to Alistair Overeem versus Alexander Volkov at heavyweight. Alexander, you know, 32-8, and eight, that, that record shows for itself. Volkov sits right behind Overeem in the rankings at sixth. Um, there's just a lot to say about both these guys, but so little to say because I think we both we all know so much about them. But uh, Volkov, you know, 20 wins by knockout. 21 wins by knockout, sorry. Three wins by submission, eight by decision. Volkov comes in with a tall frame, and more importantly, perhaps, is his ability to use his advantage. Volkov is coming off a TKO win of his own where he stopped Walt Harris back at UFC 254, which was an incredible knockout. His last loss was the fight before that, and he wasn't able to keep up with Curtis Blades in his takedowns. You know, should he manage to keep the fight at his range, I think Overeem still has the edge in grappling department, but ultimately this could lead to problems if the fight drags on. Overeem's 47-18-0 and 0 with one no contest. You know, Ooh, excuse me. Overeem comes into this uh, this contest as the fifth-ranked fighter out of the heavyweight division. You know, he's currently on a two-fight winning streak with his last bout back in September of 2020. He has 25 wins by knockout, 17 by submission, and 5 by decision. He also has over 30 first-round finishes with a combination of knockouts and submissions dating back to some of the earliest days of his fighting career. The 65-fight veteran. Yes, I said that right. The 65-fight veteran over him has gone 4-1 in his last five outings and has looked sharp from the get-go. He TKO'd surging up-and-comer Augusto Sakai in September and truly solidified his intentions to make another run at gold. You know, additionally, he, he's integrated some comprehensive grappling in his arsenal. Uh, his striking is looking good, not to mention um, Volkov doesn't have the same durability he once had. 
Um, but interesting fight here. Interesting takeaway. Both fighters deserve a great amount of respect for their career resume. Um, this will definitely be a stand-up fight. Overeem will be looking to make one last try at the championship in this matchup. If he wins this, they have to get him up there and give him a chance here soon. That's that's five away in his last six fights. You got to. But Volkov's 32, and on some time, uh, he, he, wants to, he wants his shot too. But in the long run, I think Overeem wins this via TKO, and I think it will be best interest um, if Volkov goes out early because both these guys hit hard, and they can take a lot of damage. So in the long run, I think it would be quick, fast, uh, and effective for Overeem. Uh, first round, early second round, maybe. Uh, but yeah, Overeem wins via TKO. Exciting fight tonight, guys. Not a lot today. Um, just a quick um, rundown of the fights. Uh, UFC Vegas 18. Uh, let me check. I believe it is on, yep, ESPN Plus. Prelims are on ESPN Plus too. Prelims start at 5. Um, and the main card starts at 8 p.m. But thanks, guys, for tuning in. I appreciate it. Um, check out Manscaped. Use code pound for pound. Uh, get 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, and make sure you check out the fights tonight. Um, they're back in Las Vegas. Uh, we didn't have fights last week, so it's it's nice to have them tonight. Uh, so uh, I'm your host, Jalen Walker. Um, and thanks for tuning in, guys. Peace.